it's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. Good morning. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin, the number one daily live Bitcoin show on YouTube, Twitter and Rumble. We cover breaking news, culture and nomadic warfare, and we bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday savage Bitcoiner. And we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And we are seeing the separation of money and state happen in real time. We're seeing both sides of the aisle fighting over freedom money. And today's news, as you guys can tell from the title, a few weeks ago, we saw that the U.S. Energy Information Administration came out and said that they're going to survey Bitcoin miners and audit their electricity use and, and see whether the electricity consumption is too much. And they stated this as an emergency collection of data requests to assess the energy implications of Bitcoin mining in America and learn how the Bitcoin mining sector is evolving. Obviously, we tore this down when the news came out. That was about two weeks weeks ago, around the beginning of February. And over the weekend, we saw that the EIA is temporarily suspending this survey after a lawsuit from a very prominent Bitcoin mining company called Riot. So you just love to see it that we are seeing in real time. It just goes to show that pushing back against the narrative is working, guys. Like you have an effect on what is going on in Bitcoin. And all we really need to do, as we say all the time, I know it's not Friday, but this is the separation of money and state. And memes are the bullets and tweets are the artillery. And you have power in communicating and spreading the signal and waking up people and pulling them out of the matrix. This is how you usher in the Bitcoin standard. And then on the numbers, guys, I saw this very powerful clip going out. Uh, it was actually on, I guess it was Steve Bannon's War Room. And again, you know, we are Bitcoiners. We do not lean on any side of the aisle. I think Bitcoin and being a Bitcoiner is a new political class. But we saw Liz Truss, former UK prime minister, come out and expose the power of central banking. Again, we've been weaving in all these different themes on the show where we're seeing in real time that the Bitcoin signal, what us Bitcoiners have been talking about for over a decade now, is starting to make way into popular culture. And it's very funny, even in that clip, uh, she's asked whether she's a conspiracy theorist. She's like, no, this is what I've experienced. So guys, we are getting to a point where what us Bitcoiners have talking about, it's no longer just some random niche thing on the internet. Almost everyone is feeling the pains that we talk about constantly, whether it's inflation, whether it's the control of information, whether it's the control of the monetary network at large, we are seeing that the signal is spreading. And you just love to see it as a Bitcoiner that talks about it constantly. I say it all the time. Our job gets easier and easier every single day because more people are waking up to the scam that is fiat money. And we have the solution. It is simply Bitcoin. Everyone, I think, knows about the problem, well, rather, almost everyone that is awake knows the problem. Few know the solution. And of course, guys, I'm not alone. So as you can tell, I'm hosting the show today. Nico just had a child. So you guys sent him some love last week. It was great. Uh, he still has to deal with some stuff. I think he's moving today so that he can uh, 
you know, secure the family, get his family involved. But I'm here with the one and only Wynikus. So, hey, is this a BK takeover today? No. I think no. Uh, this show will be a little less serious. No. Serious. I'm sorry I'm not Nico, everyone, but hopefully there's it'll be a little entertaining. You know, Let's actually, go. actually, you made me small on the thumbnail and your head way bigger than mine. And I think people are here actually to listen to me. So next time, you know, make me like big, like like how you have Elizabeth Warren huge on the side. Okay. I want to be All like, right. like take up 30% of the thumbnail. Wow. Well, wine coming in strong as everyone's favorite influencer's favorite influencer. Well, also, I'll do my best. Congrats to Nico. You know, he had a baby girl. So we do need more women in Bitcoin, and maybe uh, this is the this is the route. You know, the, the <laughs> events will have more women, but it could take like twenty years. Oh man! Wow. Well, we're already going to get canceled early. This is great. Sorry. This is great. This is great. Not really. I mean, the best way to make more Bitcoiners is to literally make more Bitcoiners. Propagate the memes, as my Let's friend Joe Rogers always though. says. Yes, exactly. Anyways, we are not alone. We had technical issues last week, so we brought our good friend Surfer Jim back on. We got his audio and visuals working today, so I'm super excited. And and a little you know context here, Jim is the like legitimate reason how this simply bitcoin team was created he was shilling bitblock boom to us back in i forget what it was 2021 on a discord server on the bk discord server and jim just went off on me and nico he's like you guys gotta get the bitblock boom and we were like oh, i don't know maybe we just need to stack stats he's like no you need to go this is where all the bitcoiners are and the rest is history so jim thank you so much for literally influencing us and and changing the trajectory of my life. So, Jim, honored to have you it's here. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure. And then we're going to talk about what Jim's been working on. He just uh, joined the Bitcoin Advisors. And Jim, I, again, I Jim's a good friend. And I think he's an excellent example of the idea of living your message of the proof of work lifestyle. Bitcoin changes you. You don't change Bitcoin. And Jim's that guy, man. He's also got the optimistic, positive view on the world. So I just love talking with Jim. Anyways, Jim, how are you doing this morning? Dude, that was an amazing introduction. Holy crap. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm happy guy pretty much. Uh, more stoked than you regularly, right? My Twitter <laughs> tagline. No, I, I, uh, I'm trying to live the life I want to live. I like Jeff Booth's uh, thing, you know, build the world you want to see or that kind of thing. So I talk what I believe. I try to help people. I educate. I do the best I can. What I find so interesting, though, is is Bitcoin opens your eyes uh, to the things you're, you're, you're not able to see or you're, you know, it's just it's hard to see. The amount of things that are wrong in the world and how Bitcoin fixes so many things. And so it, it's one of the reasons I was so adamant with you and Nico regarding the um, going and meeting people. Now, of course, none of us had any idea this was going to end up like the career that you guys have. And I'm way because I, I knew you guys, you know, way back in the day. Right. But I just we got along great. Like, look, Bitcoin kindergarten. Right. Is how is how it started for us kind of right when nick and you started that channel and i was on pretty much every time you broadcast because i was like stoked i wanted to help people learn about bitcoin and and it just kept going and you know okay what we say to everybody i get i get it if you got to stack stats and you got to put off building relationships um it's not up to me to 
value what you have to value for your life. But we all know that having gone out and met the other people in Bitcoin that are around the world that see things like us, it's changed our lives. And I would say for the better. And everybody I talk to in Bitcoin is the same thing. So for me, it's been worth it. I've spent a huge amount of money going to a lot of conferences, but I'm also an older guy. You guys should stack is maybe a little harder than me. I don't know. Well confirmed. I'm, I'm, well, no, I don't know about that. But I'm pretty satisfied. I've accomplished a good amount in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm about to change it up because I think you guys know I'm, I'm going to be uh, parting my construction career. Uh, and I got some people that were planning to take over the, the business I created. And that'll allow me to do other things. And you mentioned it earlier. I'm working with the Bitcoin advisor, which gives, gives me the opportunity to teach people every day about Bitcoin. And I can't be happier to do that because I love when people get that, you know, that that moment where they go, no way, that's what this is. So I can't be happier to have found, you know, the people in Bitcoin that I found and the opportunities that have come along and just be able to hang out with you guys and chat and, you know talk about our road to where we are so other people maybe get a little optimistic about what they're doing with their lives. I just love the whole thing around Bitcoin. Everything's just awesome. Love it. Couldn't agree more. We're, we're privileged to be able to talk about Bitcoin every single day. And I, I actually orange pilled someone this weekend. And I also like it felt good because I got jaded for a while where I'm like, man, no one listens to me <laughs> except for people on the Internet. And then when you talk in person and someone gets it in real time, you're like, oh, yes, this feels good. Like I literally helped raise the vibration of planet Earth by just orange pilling one person. And man, it just felt good. It just felt really good this weekend. Anyways, let's get into the show. We got a lot to cover. But before before we do that, go check out BitcoinWell.com. It is the self-custody by default Bitcoin platform on a mission to enable independence. Sign up. And the reason we want you to sign up sooner than later, guys, remember, they are doing the Bitcoin jackpot contest. So if you sign up before Friday of this week, it is February 26th. So I don't know what Friday is. Maybe that's March 1st. You are in the contest to win a passport. But the more people you refer to the platform, when you sign up, you get points. And then you are in a jackpot to win millions of sats. So there is an incentive for you guys to sign up to BitcoinWell.com currently. But of course, we're on the mission to enable independence, make sure people are saving in Bitcoin, taking Bitcoin into custody. This is the way and this is why we love BitcoinWell.com is because our motto, our, our worldviews align. Anyways, let's get into the show because we got a lot to talk about. The Bitcoin Numbers is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seeds Do-It-Yourself Kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. Of course, guys, we made it easy for you. Scan the QR code over there and get yourself 
some titanium backups for your seed phrase. Anyways, let's get into the numbers, guys. You already know we're over here on Clark Moody's dashboard. One of my favorite dashboards. There's a lot of good Bitcoin dashboards, but Clark Moody, it, it feels like the OG one. And I just always go back to it. Anyways, my opinion, the most important number is the block height. It's almost like Bitcoin works, guys. TikTok next block. Bitcoin is currently at a block height of 832,156. The Bitcoin price, we broke 53K this morning. Okay, guys. It's looking like uh, it's looking like Wall Street's in control of the price right now. We hopefully we get back to weekend pumps, but apparently, you know, we're we're pumping on Mondays now. So I guess we're in a new era, which means that the sats per dollar, aka how much your dollar is worth in Bitcoin, aka how much Bitcoin you can buy for a single dollar, is currently at one thousand eight hundred and seventy-seven sats per dollar. The total percentage of Bitcoin that will ever be issued is at ninety-three point five one percent. The market cap of Bitcoin. We're inching over one trillion. There we go. One point oh five trillion dollars. The realized monetary inflation of Bitcoin taking fiat currencies to school is one point seven four percent. The Bitcoin versus gold market cap is inching up. We're almost at ten percent right now. We're at seven point five nine percent. I wonder how long it will take for us to get to ten percent of the gold market cap. And the total public lightning capacity is currently at, or at least you know what you can see, four thousand five hundred eighty one point three two BTC. The hash rate the last. When's the ha it's coming, it's coming. The hash rate the last 90 days is 530.9 exahashes. The pending fees, oh, guys, uh, FYI, FYI, the mempool seemed to be clearing out. I think I saw over the weekend that you can get sub 10 sat fees right now. So if you've been waiting for the mempools to clear out to consolidate your UTXOs, maybe it's a good time to be doing that. The current pending fees, at least to the mempool that Clark Moody is connected to is 5.45 BTC. And then the blocks to the halving, 7,844 blocks till halving. Having estimate is roughly April 19th, 2024. Damn, the, the, so, the miners need to slow down a bit. <laughs> Dude, they need to stop that. It was at 420. <laughs> and now we're at 419. That's not going to be fun. Can we hit the meme number? Life is memes. Yeah. Memes is lum number. Miners, Wait, life is out. memes. Turn, memes turn, is life. Turn All right. Screens off if that's how it works. Yeah, turn them off. No, no, yeah. no, no. Whatever, whatever. Anyways, of course, guys, we're updating you on the spot Bitcoin ETS because they are taking all the Bitcoin. They're hoovering all the Bitcoin. And I think as we can see today, you know, Bitcoin broke 53K this morning. You're starting to see the digital scarcity start to kick into effect because, hey, there's a lot of demand for Bitcoin. And at today's price, there's not that much Bitcoin to go around because Bitcoiners know what they hold and they do not want to part with it. Anyways, you can see here, you know, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, uh, 445,387. I think what we're seeing is a lot of that Bitcoin in the Grayscale uh, ETF is, or I guess trust, is starting to recycle into all the other ETFs. The BlackRock iShares is currently at 130,231, and the Fidelity ETF is at 92,673. They're just head and shoulders above everyone else. We're starting to see that the market is separating themselves. All the spot Bitcoin ETFs, see they're going to the BlackRock or Fidelity right now. It is what it is. You know, winner takes all, apparently, on the free market of. Wall Street, I don't even know if I could even say that. I don't think that makes sense. Anyway, anyway, let's get into the numbers today because I think this is a very important video here. Again, you know, we're just dudes on the internet. We're just Bitcoiners that started making content. So we see things, you know, we've studied Bitcoin. We studied Austrian economics. We have a certain perspective of the world. 
And what we try to do here is bring on as many people as possible from every circle of the world, basically saying what Bitcoiners have been saying. And I've been touching on this theme for a long time that I fundamentally believe that the Bitcoin signal is starting to go mainstream. You're seeing people that aren't even Bitcoiners that probably wouldn't be saying the things that Bitcoiners have been saying start to say this in very public spheres. On mainstream media, you're seeing this. On alternative, really strong alternative media channels, you're seeing people talk about Bitcoin. And I know it's Monday and you guys play the the drinking game, but the Overton window is shifting, boys and girls, and the Bitcoin signal is going mainstream. We have crossed the Rubicon into public consciousness, and it's only going to increase everyone and their mother by the end of 2024 and the beginning of 2025 is going to be talking about Bitcoin. The Bitcoin signal is going to spread to every corner of the world. Anyways, this video here. Uh, you see this guy, a concerned citizen, again, just, you know, a random guy on Twitter spreading the signal and he goes, holy crap balls. <laughs> Did a former UK prime minister just call out, uh, as Nico likes to call it, the administrative state. It's not really the deep state anymore. And central bankers, central bankers and those that own them have forever ruled the world and people are finally waking up. All right. So let's watch this video real quick. It's short and sweet, but it says what we say all the time. And, you know, even Steve Bannon. And questions her obviously playfully like are you a conspiracy theorist and she's like no this is what i've experienced anyways pure signal in this one minute guys check it out i found out when i got into number 10 is i thought that if i got to the top of the tree i would be able to implement those conservative policies so you think once you're prime minister on, yeah I as thought, a little girl saying okay, if i get prime minister i'll be like churchill change the country exactly, that's not how it works exactly and what i discovered was that I was not holding the levers. The levers were held by the Bank of England, by the Office of Budget Responsibility. They weren't held by the Prime Minister or the Chancellor. And I think that's a massive problem. Hang on. You're saying the central bank, the Bank of England, is one of the things that controls it. Are you a conspiracy theory person? Well, you what, almost sound like what, Worm. You're, you're what, MAGA. What, what I'm saying, Steve, is that if the Bank of England governor can't be sacked and the prime minister can be sacked then the bank of england governor is going to have more power than the prime minister and that is a problem in a democracy Oof. how many times have we said this guys we always say the same thing fix the money fix the world the true controllers of power are the controllers of money, the central banks and their ilk. And this is why they so actively attack Bitcoin is because, hey, if you take away the power of the money printer, then all of this crumbles and they dwindle in size and power. And again, guys, before, you know, everyone says like, uh, you guys are getting political, separate the politics from this. We say it all the time. It's not left versus right. It is orange versus green. It's the individual versus the collective. And that's why the meme of fix the money, fix the world is so powerful because we understand that the root cause of the problem right now is the control over the money. This is why we start the show with, we will be your guides through the separation of money and state. And if you can take away the power of the money printer, 
and the powers that be can't fund all of this crazy stuff we're going on and seeing in the world. But I really like this tweet, and this is where I got this video from. So shouts out to uh, Dick Whitman on Twitter for reposting this. But it's a classic quote. I'm sure you guys have heard it before, but if this is the first time you're hearing this, remember what Liz Truss just said, and remember this classic tweet or quote attributed to Nathan Rothschild. Give me control of a nation's money supply, and I care not who makes his laws. And, you know, I don't really know too much about Steve Bannon, but I really love the fact that he pushed back. He's like, wait, are you a conspiracy theorist? Because this is what us Bitcoiners have been saying for a long time. And for many years, when you talk about things that Bitcoiners have been talking about, they always say, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. And you're like, no, this is this is facts. Like you can you can pinpoint this conversation for a long time. We've seen this happen over and over in history. And now the signal is making into popular consciousness and you just love to see it. it just goes to show that the Bitcoin signal is super strong and it is the way to fix the world is by taking the power out of the money printer's hands. Anyways, I want to go to Jim first because I know Jim will get like a good rant. What's your thoughts on Liz Trust and what she just said in that clip? Obviously, I think you and I have had these conversations in private. So I know that you agree with what Liz was saying. I think you're muted, Jim. Yep. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't disagree with her conclusion, but part of it, uh, she alluded to the fact that somehow democracy uh, would be better served uh, if these people didn't do that. And, and she just wants somebody else to be in power instead of the banker people. Um, so, there's a lot going on there, but uh, we know that the problems in the world are a, an extension of the fact that a handful of people, uh, and I say that relative to the world population, there's lots of people involved, but a handful of people get to control the issuance and the regulation of money uh, and in a way that we can't fight back because they pay their enforcers really well uh, to keep us in line. Uh, many people uh, you know, willingly pay their extortion taxes every every year and every day, essentially when we buy things, because none of us want to get put in a box. And unfortunately, there's outsized power to the people who get to control money. And in a world where Bitcoin is everybody's money, the only control you have over Bitcoin is is through the Bitcoin you acquire. And we all know that in order to acquire Bitcoin, in most cases, you have to provide goods and services willingly to somebody that voluntarily hands over the Bitcoin because it's very hard to steal. And so incentives change considerably in a Bitcoin world. And, and, you know, I'm of the belief that if we, if humanity ever sees that it might be beyond my lifetime, but uh, we could be in a world where governments are a lot smaller and have a lot less power over as many people as they do. I'm not saying we won't have governance. Uh, I believe humans have to find ways to govern themselves, but, uh, no small group of people should be able to control the most saleable good in society, which is money, because everybody uses it and needs it in order to uh, transact and, and get through life and store their value. And when one group can control it, they can essentially steal people's wealth and they can't stop it. And that's not good. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right, Wine, what's your thoughts on all this? Do I do I have to be serious now? I have some serious. You, you can you can <laughs> take whatever you want. Off the, you know, Bitcoin doesn't need really a marketing department because the governments are so good at that for us. 
inflation is kind of getting a little bit out of hand. And I think people around the entire planet are kind of realizing that. And it's just kind of, it's nice seeing this type of stuff in the media. Now you, you had Bukele the other day, kind of talk about the central bank. You had, you have Millet kind of doing that. And now you hear this. So it's just becoming a little bit more recognized and hopefully some people are exposed to this type of media. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, I think it's becoming very obvious that what Bitcoiners have been saying have has been right for so long. And of course, like we don't need the talking heads to talk about this, but because us Bitcoiners, we're, we're very individualistic. Like we, you know, I, I would say still have a brain and still critically think out there. But people listen to this. People still, for some reason, hold these people to high esteem. And when they're saying what we say all the time, it's like, see, it's not just random Bitcoiners on the, inter- yeah, on the Internet talking about it. Everyone is exposing what is actually happening in real time. And you just... You just love to see that the signal spreading and, you know, love or hate these people. And, you know, I don't I personally don't even know too much about any of these politicians or what they do. I just hear little nuggets of truth. I'm like, look, they know the problem. They've been seeing it from the inside. They have a different vantage point from us. But that signal is spreading and more and more people are going to wake up to the fact that it's always been about the money. It is always about the control of money. And you can opt into a better system by just saving in Bitcoin and living a good life. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing to be a part of. Anyways, let's get into the news because I got a whole saga for you guys today. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the Passport is back in stock at FoundationDevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the Passport link in the show notes below to learn more. Guys, we made it easy for you. Scan the QR code wine. Uh, Yo, show off your show off your new little toy you got. I just got one. I'm not going to lie. This thing is freaking slick. Like no <laughs> cap, not shilling, but I've had pretty much every hardware wallet there is. This thing, it like it feels pristine. It really walks like the beginner through it really well. And this and the seat signer right now is like my favorite. So and it looks like a phone. I think the OPSEC is really nice. So yeah, highly recommend. Wow, we we don't pay wine to show that like that, but uh, he he did that show for me earlier. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm gonna put you on the I spot. I anything. What do you guys want me to show? <laughs> I have these ten dollar headphones from Amazon. Off the okay, oh, they don't pay us. They don't pay us. That's enough. That's enough. All right, guys. All right, all right. So, as I was telling you guys in the beginning, you know, we covered this. I believe it was two or three weeks ago. 
we saw the whole Bitcoin community get up in arms about it. You know, we, we on Twitter get riled up over everything, especially when people talk smack about Bitcoin and we meme them to death metaphorically or yeah, metaphorically speaking. Uh, this is mimetic war. We are all in the trenches. And what we constantly show on the sh- on Simply Bitcoin in particular is the fact that the powers that be, quote unquote, have lost control of the manipulation of information. They can't control the Internet. They can't control what you guys talk about. And their memes and their narrative just falls flat every single time they go out there on Twitter and try to meme whatever it is their new agenda is going to drop. And they just constantly get wrecked. Like they, they can't deal with the millennial Gen Z autistic army of Bitcoiners out there that are just so savage. They, they just go so hard in the paint when it comes to information warfare. And anyways, let's start at the beginning. So we have here the EIA a.k.a. the U.S. Energy Information Administration, they tweeted on January 31st that we are initiating collection of data regarding electricity use by U.S. quote or hashtag cryptocurrency miners. We'll ask about their electricity consumption so we can better understand their energy demand. Beginning next week, we will survey identified commercial cryptocurrency miners which are required to respond with details related to their energy use. The Office of Management and Budget authorized the surveys on January 26, 2024, as an emergency collection of data requests. Remember, guys, this is an emergency, and they need to dox every single miner and their electricity producers because this is for the the well-being of of America and planet Earth and the energy grids. Uh, We will also solicit public comment on the collection of cryptocurrency miners' energy use data. I think that's where they messed up, the solicit public comment on the collection of mining energy use. And again, here's their official press room. You can see, you know, EIA to initiate collection of data regarding electricity used by U.S. cryptocurrency miners as an emergency collection of data requests. Remember, they will try to get away with whatever they can under the guise of this is an emergency. (coughs) Hold on. Excuse me. Choking over here. Well, shout out to Riot Platforms because they did a great job. And so I'm going to go back into some of the context here. This is Brian Morgenstern, who is the head of public policy at Riot Platforms. He did this great thread. And again, what we saw on Twitter is when this news dropped, all the Bitcoiners were tweeting at it. They were memeing at it. You know, they, they don't get to just spit their narratives out there and get no flack. People were fact checking them. People are countering their narratives. And I really like this thread because it, it fully just frames this in, in a very, very strong way. So here we go, Brian. He goes, a thread on the EIA Gov so-called emergency mandate from the Biden admin to collect and publish sensitive info about Bitcoin miners and energy companies. Buckle up. It is a politically motivated attack on Bitcoin driven by the self-appointed anti-crypto senator, Senate uh, Elizabeth Warren. And then he goes on. There is no emergency and this has nothing to do with transparency. Bitcoin miners are one of the most transparent industries in the world. The data shows miners enhance grid stability and have a negative correlation with grid stress. Our grid stabilizing effects were obvious in January during the recent cold weather. He's talking about in Texas, which the EIA actually cites as justification 
This is really about making private business information public so that fringe activists can cherry pick from it to attack an industry they don't like. And remember, the White House said the quiet part out loud in September of 2022 by signaling a desire to limit or eliminate Bitcoin mining. And you can see here the administration should explore executive actions and Congress might consider legislation to limit or eliminate the use of high energy intensity consensus mechanisms for crypto asset mining. And that's from the White House themselves. And it goes, the Biden's administration bias against Bitcoin goes hand in glove with this enthusiasm for a CBDC. They want to track and control your spending. The industry must band together to fight overreach. And Bitcoin did exactly that when the EIA wanted to dox the power providers of public Bitcoin mining companies. Anyways, I'm over here on TFTC and Brian goes on a little more. And there's a few nuggets in here that I want to add before I show you the, the fall out from this. So here's TFTC and it goes mining under siege, the EIA's veiled vendetta against Bitcoin with Brian Morgenstern. And there's some highlight points. The EIA has issued an emergency survey to Bitcoin mining companies requesting detailed information about their operation. Brian argues that the justifications provided example, grid stability, energy prices, CO2 emissions are flimsy and that the real motive is to potentially limit or eliminate Bitcoin mining in the U.S. inspired by the agenda of figures like Senator Elizabeth Warren. The survey's invasive nature could expose companies to targeted attacks from activists and set a dangerous precedent for government's overreach. And just reading a few quotes from here, the second one, it goes, they want to collect copies of their electric bills and they're looking to publish as much information as they can. And this is pretty invasive. And in my opinion, it's really signaling out the industry in a way that hasn't been done before. And it's dangerous. And going further, this survey is not just a, a survey. This is not a game of checkers. It's a game of chest. They're trying to hand you the rope that they want to use to hang you later, says Brian. Anyways, that's just giving some context. So over the weekend, we saw February 23rd. I think this happened on Thursday, but the news came out on Friday. The EIA tweeted, notice to respondents of form EIA 862 cryptocurrency mining facilities report. EIA will not enforce any requirement to file form EIA 862, nor seek or impose any fines, penalties, or other adverse consequences based on a failure to respond to the survey through March 22nd, 2024. In addition, EIA will sequester and not utilize any data received from any party responding to form EIA 862 through March 22nd, 2024. So what happened, guys? Well, essentially, Riot Platform sued the EIA and they got a temporary restraining order. It was granted. So the EIA now is temporarily suspending the Bitcoin mining survey for, I think it's about a month. So here we are in Reuters where they covered this and it goes, U.S. Energy Data Agency to temporarily suspend Bitcoin miner survey after lawsuit. And just reading the first part of this article, the U.S. Department of Energy on Friday agreed to temporarily suspend its emergency survey of energy used by cryptocurrency miners following a lawsuit by Bitcoin miner Riot Platforms and an industry group. Uh, it was a Texas Blockchain Council, I believe. The DOA statistical arm, the U.S. Energy Information Administration, will halt its mandatory survey for a month and sequester the data it had already received after it began collecting information from Bitcoin miners on February 5th, the agency said in a Friday notice to a Texas federal court. Right Platforms and the Texas Blockchain Council had sued the Biden administration in that court on Thursday, seeking to block the survey, which they said could harm businesses by forcing them to divulge confidential and sensitive information. 
The EIA has said the information is needed to access concerns that cryptocurrency miners increase use of electricity spurred by high Bitcoin prices could pose an eminent threat to energy grid reliability. The plaintiffs claim claimed in their lawsuit that Bitcoin mines, which use large amount of electricity for computing and cooling data processing centers, can actually improve reliability since they can be quickly shut down to offset spike in energy demand during severe weather that can cause blackouts. They said the emergency demand from the EIA was based on speculation and conjecture that Bitcoin mining is likely to present a threat to the power grid and failed to follow proper public notice and comment requirements under federal paperwork reduction and administrative laws. They asked the court for a permanent injunction prohibiting EIA from requesting the data without first complying with the law. This is a case about sloppy government process, contrived and self-inflicted urgency and invasive government data collection, said the plaintiffs, a.k.a. Riot Platform. And again, we say this all the time. No amount of facts will stop these people from trying to eliminate and stop Bitcoin, even though we constantly show whether on this show or whether from the Texas Blockchain Council or the Bitcoin Mining Council or all the awesome Bitcoin mining companies out there that constantly rebuttal the FUD. It doesn't matter. And even Cynthia Lummis herself says it on Twitter. She says, as I've said for years, Bitcoin mining is good for America's energy grids and the development of new and stranded energy resources. Glad to see the EI temporarily suspended its intrusive and ill-advised survey. P.S. Bitcoin miners, we love to have you in Wyoming. So again, you know, this is a win, though it is only temporarily for a month. So hopefully we will see within that month that this completely gets disbanded. But this is a, a solid w for Bitcoin miners out there, public Bitcoin miners. Remember when we were talking with, um, man, is it, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but the idea of uh, the rabbits, the hares, or no, the rabbits, the horses, and the elephants Bitcoin mining. This is why we love all of the pleb Bitcoin miners out there, all of the solo miners out there that are just running Bitcoin either at home or small facilities. This is a danger. We know that big public Bitcoin companies are going to be a central point of attack. They will try to shut it down. And we even have the White House themselves saying that they're going to do whatever they can to hamper the Bitcoin industry, to hamper Bitcoin mining. And it's always under the guise of this is for your protection, citizen. We need to stop this. You know, they're going to destroy the energy grid, always basically blaming us for their own incompetence. And we've seen that in Texas, Bitcoin mining has actually helped stabilize the grid. We could bring all the receipts we want to them, but they're not going to listen. This is always just a knee-jerk reaction, hence why it was an emergency data collection strategy, is because they can get away with anything when it's under the guise of emergency. Anyways, before I give it up to our audience, or rather my co-host here, this tweet also came out the same day. And, you know, anytime I get a chance to dunk on Elizabeth Warren because of her own hypocrisy and her lack of self-awareness, I will do it. And hence, since we were talking about the EIA data requests, well, Elizabeth Warren tweeted this over the weekend. And sometimes you just got to wonder whether they they even think before they speak or they think before they tweet or they realize their own hypocrisy. Well, just notice this, guys. So Elizabeth Warren tweets uh, this February 23rd, roughly around the same time that that tweet came out about them temporarily stopping the Bitcoin mining survey. She goes, big banks are disproportionately closing the accounts of Muslim Americans and other communities, often without notice or explanation. This is outrageous and just plain wrong. And all the Bitcoiners are just, Bitcoin fixes this. USD is Reba. Uh, Dylan LeClaire, 
Imagine a monetary network that was permissionless and didn't discriminate or Walker America. It's almost like we need a way for people to be their own bank, an open monetary protocol that cannot discriminate and can be freely used by anyway. Oh, wait, that's what Bitcoin is. But for some reason, Senator Warren sides with the big banks and wants to ban Bitcoin. And then Sessions goes, if only there were a form of money that was resistant to this type of discrimination. Oh, man, I just love seeing their hypocrisy get meme to death on Twitter. Their narratives always get destroyed because they don't have truth on their side. And as Bitcoiners, we have the facts. We know that most of the stuff coming out from the official sources, like the White House and politicians against Bitcoin, it's all because of one reason. We are over the target and they understand what we understand. It's about the money. It's always about the money. And as long as they can get away with printing money and stealing from every single one of you, they will do that and they will cover for it as much as possible. And yet, you know, all the Bitcoiners out there, we have exposed the game and they can't get away with this anymore. There is a system here. There's a new monetary network that they can't control. And we're going to see more and more of this where they freak out. They come out here. They call us. What is all the things they call us? Criminals, money launderers, uh, shadowy super coders. I don't even remember. The list goes on and on and we'll probably get new names. Well, guys, it's very simple. Bitcoin mining actually helps planet Earth. It is the most green industry possible, even though on the flip side, I love the energy use of Bitcoin. It means that humanity is producing and, and moving forward. And we know that Bitcoin does help the, mine, the the electricity grid. So they can throw all the FUD they want, even in their own words. They counter themselves like, do you think Elizabeth Warren even understands her own hypocrisy in that tweet where she's the biggest anti-Bitcoin advocate now and then she's blaming big banks for discriminating against people? It's like, wow, maybe there's a money that fixes this. Maybe you don't understand what you are buying for, Elizabeth Warren. Anyways, I just thought that was hilarious. I had to throw in the little jab at the end because it, the hypocrisy is amazing. It's absolutely incredible. Anyways, Jim, I've ranted long enough. What's your thoughts on all this? Uh, uh, yeah, let's just get Jim to rant a little bit. Jim's rants commencing. You're muted, Jim. You're muted. Yeah, I don't want to make any noise when you're talking. Sorry. Um, yeah, so again, tons of, you could say about this. Um, the, there's a small group of people that believe they can just do what they want because they have no skin in the game and they're generally not accountable. And they can, again, because of levels of enforcement, they can they can force people out there in the world to do things that they could never do as just your neighbor, right? These are just other people. And they have come to believe that they can do special things because they write magic words on paper that somehow give them authority. They put a number after it and call it a, you know, a special order uh, you know, that you must comply with. And unfortunately, a lot of people roll over and do uh, just because of the threat that's implied in all that. And I'm glad Riot Blockchain pushed back because they're not doing anything wrong. You know, the bottom line, Optimus, you said it, uh, Bitcoin is fixing the world. They, these people have no idea because, uh, you know, not only is it, um, not only does it uh, stabilize power grids, but it also, um, helps clean up wasted energy. We, all, we, you know, us in the Bitcoin space, we all know that when they drill for oil, there's usually natural gas that comes out of the ground, and a lot of times it's too far from any markets to make it worth it 
to pipe it or truck it over there so it gets flared into the atmosphere. Bitcoin miners take that and run it through generators and, and help the network and, and create Bitcoin, which creates additional revenue for those oil oil producers. So, I mean, there's just a myriad of ways that it helps. Other people are using methane gas from landfills. And this it's happening. We have landfills, right? They're there everywhere in the world. Methane's produced. People are going in there and cleaning the atmosphere with Bitcoin miners. Tell me that's a bad thing. Everybody's winning. But yet there's people out there whose personal interests don't align with uh, with the truth. You know, I was thinking this when you were talking. We we recognize Bitcoin as a, a type of truth machine that nobody can fool and you can't change the record. And by coming to recognize that that mechanism exists and that there's nobody that controls it and tells you, can put up a wall and say you're not allowed to participate, all these things are are, are a way for you to recognize what what is right in the world, what is fair. Like, oh man, how else do I say this? Once you understand how Bitcoin works and how it acts as money, you can see how the rest of the money in the world is not acting in the best interest of all the people who have to use it. And once you see that, you can see where all the incentives are and why people do and say the things they do and say. They generally have ways to enrich themselves when they are closer to that fiat money spigot, as we all know, and in Bitcoin, they don't get that advantage. And it's it's un, it's unfortunate that they they probably many of them, I guarantee many of them see it. And like you said, it's a threat. What did you say? We're uh, we're over the target. Yeah, they know. And they don't want their, you know, the gravy train to stop. But it's going to stop. A lot of the older ones like Elizabeth Warren, she'll probably get through her career without a lot of damage. But these younger ones that are maybe looking at decades of uh, career in politics, they better they better figure out what's going on. Bitcoin is incentivized for individuals and people in political uh, positions all over the world are starting to realize that, that, you know, it's to their advantage to own Bitcoin. And then it's to their further advantage not to make it harder on people to own Bitcoin if they're in a position that they could write laws that would make that happen. So Bitcoin's going to rule, you know, it's it's going to, again, because it's every individual is incentivized to own Bitcoin once they get what it is. Uh, you kind of can't stop that. And so <clears throat> I'm of the opinion, this is why I do things like this. I want people to hear these types of messages, convey them to the people you care about if they don't get Bitcoin yet. Let's get this word passed around as far and wide as possible because the more people that see it, the more people are going to see everything else that's broken with the broken money systems that are being hidden from them on purpose by people that get paid through those money systems to make sure that you don't see and hear the truth uh, from the political leaders to the, um, you know, the, the media that gets paid off to Hollywood. All these people have agendas to, you know, pump out a narrative that keeps them wealthy and and keeps you always working and uh, paying those uh, taxes. They they all want to believe or have you believe that you owe them. They're just other people. You don't owe them a dime. Right. They're stealing it every day through a myriad of ways that you don't get any control over and don't think voting changes any of it. Um, it's only until the money, the influence of the money goes away from those people to the extent that they can't pull off what they pull off. Now, I suspect wars will be a thing of the past once people are on a sound money standard of Bitcoin. And I'd like to see that. Uh, it might be beyond my lifetime, but I'm working, hopefully setting uh, a foundation for people that will come after me that they can help make a world like that happen. So we're in it. I'm in it for the long haul for the rest of my life. And 
hopefully to help other people see what we see. And uh, let's get this, let's make the world a better place. I think Bitcoin can get us there. Hopefully that's a good enough answer. Love it, Jim. Love it. And and just to one of the points, it's like we constantly show on Simply Bitcoin the idea that you mentioned, you know, Bitcoin is truth. And it's very interesting to see people fight against Bitcoin. And then in the, what, like a week or two, literally just their hypocrisy exposed by just like how their narratives never match. Like, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm just an average person, but at least I work from my basic Bitcoin first principles. And I try to think through the world and through that lens so that I am not hypocritical in the ways that I view the world. And like you said, Jim, like I did over the weekend, you know, I, I finally orange pilled someone in real life again. And it felt so good because he was hitting on the problems. He could see the problems and, and you know, he thought they weren't connected. And as a Bitcoiner, you were just were able to connect the dots for people and you show them that, oh, these all these different things are connected. And here's the solution. And they're like, oh, wow, I never thought of it like that. Oh, I only heard that Bitcoin is bad. You know, I've heard about it for a while and now I'm actually interested and in, invested in the idea that, wow, I can help myself. I can help the world by just saving a Bitcoin. It, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a simple idea, but it's so powerful. And, and this is why we do what we do. We just love it so much. Anyways, wine, what's your thoughts on this? You can meme her if you want. I don't know. Where are you taking hey. this? First of all, where do these three-letter agencies keep popping up from? What is that one? EIA? Yeah. I've never heard of that before, <laughs> but I, I want to give a shout-out to Riot, and I feel like Pierre had a lot to do with uh, telling them to back off for a bit. I guess you could fight them for a little. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, Opti, I, I don't want to interfere with your relationships and love life. <laughs> I know that you have somebody over in Europe that you're – you know, involved with. And I do want to suggest one thing. Maybe maybe you need an American wifey too, right? Maybe you could tell Elizabeth Warren to chill out. I think Chrissy Lagarde would be okay with it. That's that's my suggestion, Opti. I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's gotta chill. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna let that one slide. I... We should leave <laughs> that into existence. Like Opti is in a love triangle with Chrissy Lagarde and Elizabeth Warren, and things will be things will be a lot better, I think. Well, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I'm doing my best here. Anyways, anyways uh, before we go into the culture and talk with our our boy Jim, guys, go get yourself Bitcoin evangelism. We need to evangelize Bitcoin more. There is what uh, eight billion people on planet Earth that need to understand what and why we Bitcoin. Well. Get yourself Bitcoin Evangelism, in the book. It'll give you talking points so that you can counteract the shitcoin narratives, the fiat pre-corners narratives. It's a great book. And it, it even it even gets, a, you know, the shitcoiners involved in Bitcoin. But guys, we are all on the mission of spreading Bitcoin. And this is the way. Go get it on Amazon. Shouts out to our boy, Brian DeMint. He is a great, great Bitcoiner. He's on the mission <laughs> of spreading the Bitcoin signal. And on that point... We're going to talk to our boy, Jim, who also spreads the Bitcoin signal. The Daily Culture.
Before we get into talking with Jim, though, shouts out to Kaboom Racks, the best place to buy, sell, and host your Bitcoin ASICs. You know, my boy Alex over there, Alex from Kaboom Rack, I think it's Kaboom Rack Alex on Twitter. He is going out with a strong statement saying that S9s will be profitable forever. So maybe you want to you know, try a little bit of Bitcoin mining, but definitely get in touch with the Kaboom Racks team. They will give you a white glove service. Again, I say it all the time, and this is probably bad messaging, but I I talk to the Kaboom Racks guys all the time. They're like, dude, I love it. Alex's job is to sell you ASICs and he does his best to not sell you ASICs. So if you've been thinking about getting into Bitcoin mining, and you have questions, reach out to the Kaboom Racks team and they'll give you everything you need to know. They'll tell you whether you should be getting into ASICs, whether your electricity is good, whether your prices are good, whether you can maintain this, whether you're going to get wrecked in the having, all of that good stuff. Go Kaboom. to Kaboom Racks. The best way I always wanted to, to buy <laughs> your ASICs. All right. Oh, wait, do, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Make me full screen. Kaboom. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Anyways, like I said, this is our boy surfer Jim. Uh, what's your tagline? More stoked than you are because he's on the Bitcoin standard. Regularly. Literally, regularly more stoked than you. And again, guys, Jim has been a a great personal friend. I, I legitimately wouldn't be here today without just Jim saying, go to BitBlock Boom. You'll have a great time. You'll meet Bitcoiners from all around the world. And I can personally attest to the idea of just like building my local Bitcoin network group and, and just the love I get from people all around the world. It, it blows my mind that I have friends everywhere on planet Earth. And it's all because we all like the same money. Like even Wine says it all the time. He's, he's taking a little, a little bathroom break real quick like when we all get together he he jokingly always goes like hey guys hey hey guys you do my best meme uh wine voice do you, do you guys realize that like we're all friends because we likes the same money and you just like look around like oh it's so weird it's so anyways anyways jim uh you have started on a new venture to orange pill the world so let's talk about that and then we'll maybe go into a little more of like you know the bitcoin changes you you don't change bitcoin proof of work as a lifestyle it's not just about bitcoin mining it's literally a lifestyle but let's start with the bitcoin yeah. advisor jim what are you working on over at the bitcoin advisor and and when did you join it was like what two weeks ago or a month ago or something like uh, that right a little more than that hey can okay. i just do a quick detour before I do yeah that? yeah do you bro well, first, uh, shout out to Alex at Kaboom Racks. He just wants to sell you a money printer. So if you want to buy a money <laughs> printer, you should give him a call. And I got to say shout out to Kiki in the chat. I, I If she's still there, um, she's posting about the the, uh, the Benz and their takeover of uh, Bitcoin mail names in the space. And it's it's quite a challenge. I know I'm, I'm familiar with all the all the players involved. And I think I'm going to remain neutral for now, Kiki. We're going to have to talk about this in person. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Dude, the chat wait, is hilarious. There's, there's too many bends in Bitcoin. I'll oh say it. I'll say so, it. It's way more bends than there are skeefs. I'll tell you that much. Oh, so that's whoa. for sure. And for skeef, I mean, I, you know, I've, it's hard when you got that many people against you, but, you know, it's a valiant effort. But listen, the chat is hilarious. Okay. I just want to shout out to everybody in the chat. I can't even read most of them because I'm trying to pay attention to what you're saying so I can be coherent here and, and respond to everything. But, this is like fun to me, this whole thing. Everybody's great. I love the Bitcoin community. And uh, oh, Kiki's there, long live the Benz. Good, 
let's let's go kiki anyway so uh back to the question you actually asked me you asked about the bitcoin advisor right okay so i started with them a couple months ago and essentially the mission is to get people to recognize they need to get their bitcoin off any exchanges get it out of um custody held by somebody else and get it into self-custody sovereign you know bitcoin is sovereign money but only if you control it and uh many of us and and most of us that have been in bitcoin for any period of time we we understand what that means we we a lot of us have our bitcoin in in our own uh cold storage wallets there's multiple you guys had one up there a little while ago um uh, a lot of people in bitcoin aren't that far yet unfortunately there's a there's a lot of people and i think there's going to be a lot more people that come into Bitcoin, uh, even people with substantial amount of money, uh, and they're going to acquire some Bitcoin. They're going to recognize they can hold it, but they're going to be afraid to do it because we all know that if you lose the keys to your Bitcoin, it could be gone. So at the Bitcoin Advisor, we basically help people set up collaborative custody multi-sig. We coordinate that with their estate plan so that uh, their family is guaranteed to get their inheritance in Bitcoin uh, You know, if and when a person that owns it passes away. And uh, there's a lot involved with that that people aren't aware of. Um, you can spend weeks, days, months, or years trying to figure it out yourself, or you can hire trusted people that have already done it for hundreds and, in some cases, thousands of other people. Uh, and uh, it is, I would say, an industry standard in a way to custody Bitcoin that's very safe and removes single points of failure so that uh, one, you can have, as you guys know, uh, you can have a multi-sig with lots of keys involved. Uh, a very simple one is uh, three keys where you need two of them to sign a transaction. You can make that as uh, much larger. Bitcoin scripting language allows for that. And the ability to do that is getting easier and easier. And the need to do that is getting greater and greater. Uh, people are recognizing that. And so the industry is responding. There are uh, a lot of cus uh, companies that will help create a multi-sig setup. Um, and there are more companies doing what we're doing, becoming key agents, where we hold a key in custody on your behalf. Um, we provide a lot of estate planning services that other companies don't do, at least not the same way we do it. But there's there's so much room for this kind of um, this kind of a service in the Bitcoin space because Bitcoin is a bearer instrument. You're allowed to hold your own money, right? In the fiat world, they can take it away from you if it's, if it's in the bank or if it's in stocks or anything. Pretty much there's nothing on the planet that you really own except for Bitcoin if you control it properly. And holding your own keys is one of those things. And as people get further down the road in Bitcoin and understand what it is that they own, uh, they start to look into what do I got to do to take care of this myself and, and no one can take it from me. Um, we're all familiar with the phrase unconfiscatable. And my good friend Tone Vase puts on a conference in Las Vegas uh, with the same name. Bitcoin cannot be stolen if you secure it properly. And that's a first. Uh, so you can own this thing uh, in a way that no one can just take it. And that, and that changes the game for owning and controlling your own wealth. It's why it's one of the things we understand. And it's what we help other people understand. And uh, I'm just privileged to have the opportunity. These guys set up a business that they've been helping their clients for years do this. And as the industry is growing and as more people need this, they realized they needed people to help get the word out and help set up people that need this collaborative custody. And they're in Australia. I'm over here in the U.S. We've got advisors all over the world helping people every single day. We onboard a lot of people into this. And I can tell you straight up, when people get onboarded, 
they feel really good. When they realize that their Bitcoin is in self-custody but has a backup system, uh, you know, we can get into describing how it all works, but, but in the end, the sense of peace that you have when you control your own Bitcoin and in this setup that we help people uh, create for them and their families, there's, there's even a deeper level of peace in some ways for those people that care about this stuff and for those people who are, are just afraid to hold a single key for all of their wealth in Bitcoin. And some people have some pretty substantial amounts of wealth already now in, in Bitcoin. And it's going to keep growing as the value goes up, even if they don't acquire any more. And so it becomes even more important. You know, the inheritance that their family might see could be in the millions, tens of millions or hundreds of millions for some of the people who own Bitcoin and need to secure it for decades. So, uh, you know, this is a really important thing that people need to learn about. And I'm just happy I get to help teach people about it. And then when we get them set up, it's just it, it's a really nice feeling to to feel like, you know, they they're getting a service that to me has a tremendous amount of value. I mean, the, you know, it, it, to be able to protect this this unique asset, this one of a kind, first of its kind asset uh, in, in the most safest way is is a privilege for me to be able to help people. I, I don't know what more I could say about it. It's really a very cool thing that's going on. And I just am loving how the the um, the Bitcoin ecosystem, the the businesses around the world that, that are understanding this and, and there's multiple businesses out there providing one or more services in this direction, this multi-sig custody type solution. Uh, and there's a lot of variety out there actually between the different providers. And, you know, just like, just like in Bitcoin, everybody's got a different risk tolerance and a different desire, uh, you know, to, to feel good about what they're doing and, and protecting their wealth. And, and so we're just one of many that are, that are trying to provide a service in this area. And, and we think it's important and our customers love it. Uh, so, it, to me, it's just a win-win all the way around, and I'm I'm just happy I'm out there helping people understand. It. I, I like to. I found out a long time ago. I by default I became a teacher by by having to run a construction company and teach workers and, and teach customers and even educate my suppliers. And you got to find ways to explain things, so you you then have to know what it is you're talking about first. So I've been studying Bitcoin for uh, just about eight years now. I, I started eight years ago. Uh, I, I've, I've owned Bitcoin for a little, uh, a little uh, right around seven. I'm coming up on my seven-year anniversary, and and what an education it's been. Uh, uh, you know, the, like we talked earlier, the people we've met, but but my connections to really smart people that have taught me about economics and and the politics and the money printer and all this stuff that we rant about all the time. It's just been an amazing journey, and I just want to. Uh, I say it all the time. I got over sixty years of crap stuck up in here and if i uh, if i take it to the grave uh, you know it's not going to help, help anybody that could have maybe heard it so i, I just want to get rid of it all just spread the information in my head back out let anybody take what they like on it throw away the rest i got knowledge in a whole, whole bunch of different disciplines and uh I'm, I'm learning bitcoin every single day and i'm just teaching it back out as i can man i live in a busy neighborhood <laughs> fire uh, siren just went by damn uh, it's peaceful where you are. There's like a sunset, calm water. Yeah, no right. Though. Yeah, sure. That's a that's the Fire Island Lighthouse. I drive past that thing all the time. That is a sunset picture I took on January first, two thousand and one. So the date zero one zero one zero one. And I bet you very few people have pictures from that date, and probably almost nobody else has a picture like this of that particular lighthouse on that morning. I didn't see anybody else around with a camera.
Love it. Love it, Jim. Okay. I have uh, one question for you. Cause someone said yeah. in the chat, basically, um, well, actually, first, uh, you you were kind of mentioning before we started that, you know, the idea of you, you guys have onboarded a lot of high net worth individuals and most people that are, you know, very familiar with the traditional financial world, like they don't want to self-custody their own assets. They go trust a middleman and they're very comfortable doing that. So once they learn about Bitcoin and learning about custodying your own Bitcoin, it is kind of terrifying for people that have to relearn a new bag of tricks. So if you can connect that what you told me before. And then someone asked in the chat, like, uh, how come multi-sig over just adding a password on your seed phrase? So do you guys talk about this with your customers? Do you guys oh, yeah. give them most more options? Like what's your thoughts on all that? Well, the, the, the thing we're doing is, is setting up collaborative custody multi-sig. That is the product essentially that we, we sell, but we sell a service around that, that, that provides a whole bunch more stuff. We got a lot of connections in a lot of different disciplines like accounting and law and, and stuff like that. And we have connections all over the world. We help people in other countries acquire Bitcoin, and then we help them get into self-custody. But um, just adding a password is still a single source of, a single point of failure, essentially. You're still having a single signature that controls the Bitcoin or a single wallet that can sign for transactions. And in multi-sig, you're, you're giving up that ability to be the sole controller of your Bitcoin in order to have a backup system. So I'll use the most simplest example, which is a, a two of three multi-sig where you need two of the three keys to sign a message to spend the funds. Um, so you hold a key, we hold a key, and another provider would hold a key, somebody like Unchained Capital, who, who does the physical setup for multi-sigs, as does other companies like Casa and Nunchuck. Um, so you have multiple people that could be uh, key agents or holders of one of the keys in the quorum that controls your Bitcoin. Um, you can set it up with a lot of different uh, restrictions and timeout functions. It can get somewhat complicated. And there is software being written to make that easier for everybody. And that's just the progress that's happening out there in the world around this stuff. But essentially, what you're doing is you're saying, um, if I need to move the Bitcoin, I can sign a message. I got to call up one of these other people and get them to sign a message with me. And and it's easy to know who's who because, you you know, you can use the wallet you created the multi-sig with to, to, to prove who you are. And there's all kinds of stuff. But one of the things about doing the multi-sig is what if you pass away? What if you pass away? Your family doesn't know what to do with the wallet or can't find the wallet. If it's set up properly, like the way we do it, where we co we coordinate your multi-sig setup with tech, literally technical documents that get woven into your uh, estate plan with your attorney, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, healthcare proxies. These are things people should consider when they're planning their estate and they're coordinated documents, but none of them know what to do with Bitcoin. It's a whole unique asset. It's outside the legal systems of the world. And so the people involved with settling your estate, if they're not Bitcoiners, and in most cases they're not, they don't know what to do. So we provide them with an estate planning protocol, literally a bunch of rules and technical information about what we did back in the day for your dear departed loved one. And here's what you need to do. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to teach you a little bit here on what happens. Let's say you're the heir of some, of some Bitcoin that's in multi-sig, and we don't know who you are. We didn't deal with you. You're the children of somebody, let's say. It doesn't matter. You have to prove to us that you deserve for us to unlock those funds. So there's the this, this, this standard legal procedure of 
um, inheritance in the real world. Like somebody has to tell us that you, yes, you are the legal recipient of this thing. Now, if you're if you're outlined in the trust document that also is coordinated with the Bitcoin and between your attorneys and our attorneys and everybody else, everybody agrees, yeah, you're the legal heir to that. It's a simple open and shut case. It's the same thing you would do to get custody over somebody's bank account or their stock portfolio. You have to prove to some trusted party that you're the heir to the to that asset. And that's what it is. But we set it up in such a way that it's basically foolproof. And unfortunately, we've had some some customers pass away and it, it's always worked. Uh, so, you know, thankfully, it's always worked. It's obviously unfortunate that we needed it, but that's the point of why you do it. So the collaborative custody multisig is a backup uh, to protect your family, uh, protect yourself if you lose your own key. Uh, uh, you know, and then you could do other things like people often bring up the fact that, oh, well, what if the other two come together and steal my Bitcoin? Well, this first is reputational risk. We're not going to we're not going to ruin our business over your couple of Bitcoin. But beyond that, um, your key could be a mandatory signing key. We can make it so that it can only move with your key, but that that times out after some period of time, just in case you do lose it. And then you just got to wait for the timeout and then we get you a new key and set it up again. Or if, uh, you know, again, if it, if it, if it has to time out after you pass and your family can't find it. All right. So they got a little, wait a little while, but they'll still get the Bitcoin. So there's all of this to say that there's really creative ways to set this up in a way where it's protected. And I will say this, the collaborative custody multisig part is, is, technically restrictive within the Bitcoin protocol. That is to say, once it's set up, no legal authority can break it. The judge can't say, get rid of it. The judge can't say, well, send it to somebody else. It can never happen that way because the protocol won't let it happen that way. All that can be done is you follow the rules of the protocol, you move the Bitcoin to some other controlling entity, and then maybe that controlling entity will do whatever some judge says and then move it somewhere else. But the protocol doesn't see the legal world outside of the, the protocol on the internet that is uh, all the computers talking to each other. So that was a long description. I don't even remember. Oh, it was a question <laughs> on, do you need to put a passphrase on your wallet? Yeah, no, it's a whole different thing. One wallet versus multiple wallets is completely different. But that was a pretty long description of what we do. Love it. Love it. Okay. I, I do kind of want to pivot a little bit. Um, lo yeah. Love that. Love that. Love that you're, you know, joining Bitcoin and, and adding your time and, and, and your services and what you can provide for the world. I, I highly recommend that. And, and I mean, that's how we originally even got together over here at Simply Bitcoin is Jim's like, yo, go meet up with some Bitcoiners. How can you provide value to people? And, you know, the rest is history. Anyways, I want to touch on one last thing because it really feels like this year we are entering in kind of like a, a, a whole new paradigm of Bitcoin. And you said it yourself. You've been around Bitcoin for eight years. I've been around Bitcoin for seven. I think Wine's roughly around eight or seven years as well. Maybe just two years. He's <laughs> two years, two years. Uh, so, Jim, as someone that's been around for Bitcoin for that amount of time, what is your thoughts on what's going on currently in Bitcoin? Like, are things changing for the better? Are we seeing, are, are we gaining blind spots? Do we need to be more vigilant? Like, what's your thoughts moving forward in 2024 and 2025? And just the idea of Bitcoin at large, like, where are we in the timeline? Has things changed? Like, what's your perspective on Bitcoin since you've been around for so long? Wow. Uh, that's a, that's, man, I could go in a thousand directions. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, wow, um, Bitcoin, 
there's an ethos uh, I would say that I was that I was um, <laughs> raised under. <laughs> I feel like I, when I was a baby in Bitcoin, um, the narrative that I heard was that this is a good protocol for money and it fixes a lot of problems in the world. Um, and as people learn, like so, <laughs> so for it to be a money, it has to have value, which means you can trade it for something else that has value, including other money. And of course, that's what has happened. And Nobody could have predicted the path that Bitcoin took, but it did take a path to monetization where people use it as money and trade it for other money. And the, the, the narrative, in order for it to happen, so there's so many things. In order for it to happen, it needed to be open source protocol, which means anybody could copy it. And people did. And they made 30,000 shit coins, as we know. Uh, all of them being technical, technically inferior to Bitcoin and the path that Bitcoin has took, I often say Bitcoin is path dependent. Its success to where it is now was very much dependent on the path it took. Uh, but when you look back at the writings of the early people that were involved in the network and what they cared about, you, you see very clearly that they wanted this to be a money that could be used instead of uh, fiat imposed government money. And that, that um, core understanding of what a good money actually does for society is is great right uh and and it's it's there and i don't think it'll ever go away but what has come on top of that is this idea a lot of people look at bitcoin as like a stock or even people think it's a company um and it's it's looked at as an investment and i just think well what are you doing that you're investing in are you going to take the value back out of this thing and then what are you going to do with it buy the crappy money you got out of to get it in the first place so it's really hard, especially when you got these ETFs that have just exploded and, you know, taking is, is going to start to suck up the liquidity in the market and it's going to push the fiat price of a Bitcoin higher and higher. And there will be people that will sell it and take their profits. Like, and I go, yeah, dude, one day you're going to regret that because we hear story after story of people that do regret it because they, they didn't think far enough into the future about what this actually means for the world and for each individual. Um, and so it's a little discouraging, but I see the logic in why it happens. And, you know, again, as I said, nobody could predict the path that Bitcoin was. But when you look at human incentives, it makes sense why it has taken path it has taken and the trajectory it's on. Luckily for us and for, for the world at large, there's a lot of people that own Bitcoin that really care about Bitcoin and care about it from the perspective that I just described not as an investment, but as a, a monetary network for the entire world that could benefit all of humanity one day. And they care that it doesn't break. They care about what happens. There's, we see feuds on the internet, on Twitter a lot, uh, uh, you know, about technical discussions on changes to Bitcoin, all kinds of stuff. And I think that's great. And I think it's needed. Uh, I personally think that it would be nice if certain upgrades could be incorporated in Bitcoin. But at the same time, I say that with the with the hope that if done, they wouldn't create an additional problem no one could see because this, that's everybody's biggest concern. Oh, we've tested it, tested it, tested it, but oops, it broke something anyway. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Uh, so nobody really wants that. But um, so, there's, so there's a lot of people that care about Bitcoin from that perspective. But there's an increasing amount of people that come into Bitcoin with no knowledge um, and they come in through all kinds of obscure narratives that that don't allow them to see you know, the value of owning it as uh, as units of the future monetary network over the world. Therefore, you should acquire as many units as possible and hold them for as long as possible until you need to use them, meaning 
Keep earning fiat money. And if you're young, just save in Bitcoin as much as you can. If you want to diversify, figure out where else you can go. I'm, I'm fine with it. But I don't think you're going to find a better place to st store value over the next several decades than Bitcoin, assuming it lasts, which I think it will. Uh, so it's it's discouraging. But at the same time, I think Bitcoin's mature enough that we don't really have to worry, uh, although it's, I don't know that it's completely out of the woods. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't want to say Bitcoin is a hundred percent inevitable, but I think it's about ninety-eight percent inevitable. It's we've hurt. We've 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 crossed as many hurdles as we had to uh, to get where we are, and I think we're beyond the point where it can be truly stopped. Will it be the world's money for everybody at the individual level? Yeah, that's where the debate is now. Can people use it in a sovereign way without some trusted layer? And, uh, this, you know, that does concern me, um, but I'm not a technical guy. So I, I give my opinion wherever I can. I try to learn about it as best I can. Uh, I, I, I hope and I trust in some smarter people than me that uh, they'll figure it out without breaking it. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. In the end, I'm very optimistic about Bitcoin. Uh, I see it changing, but I don't see it getting destroyed by any means. Uh, and, and the narrative with the ETFs, the people, you know, investing in Bitcoin, um, you know, by doing that, again, it's individual incentives. They want to get exposure. They want to get wealthier. Uh, and indirectly, that's going to influence politicians and policymakers. And that's maybe a good thing for Bitcoin in the in the times we're in where we're in the then they fight you stage. Right. So uh, we got to we got to fight. Love it. Love it. Uh, Jim, I think it's fitting where we say, what's your line? Uh, more stoke. What, what do you what do you say? Oh, my Twitter handle is uh, uh, more stoked than you regularly. <laughs> because of Bitcoin. Anyways, Wine, you want to add in here before we roll this one out? Any, any uh, you know, questions, comments for Jim? For Jim? Or in general, whatever. What's your last thoughts, Wine? You, you could take I mean, this I, time. I obviously want to say that we should, we should have like one hour meme reviews going forward. <laughs> But for Jim, I mean, yeah, just just keeping rad. You're a good voice for Bitcoin. Uh, I'm thanks. happy to call you friend. And uh, yeah, let, let's let's let's. You gave me this hat. You we've literally a, handed me this hat. Yeah, man. Oh, dude, we have to. Uh, you're traveling all the time, and I love it. And I I'm gonna get back to that nomad lifestyle. I promise. As soon I'm as not I wearing get my, a wetsuit though. Well, I I hope to never wear one again. Believe me, I've been doing it my whole life, and. Uh, I want to live in the in and around the tropics for most of the year and surf warm waves with all my Bitcoin buddies. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm still this is what I'm Bitcoin still in the game, guys. You get to just surf waves all day after a certain amount. Yo, of time. you should be stoked. You got a lot of years to catch up to my age, and I still surf all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I just started, so you can do it. Well, dude, you got a, a life of stoke ahead of you. I promise you, man. If you don't quit, you're gonna so. love it. It's gonna take you places and the people you meet, and just dude, you know what it's like. You paddle out, you're in the ocean, and you're just like, whoa, this is cool, man. You're looking back at the coast instead of out into the ocean, and you're like, not a lot of people do this, man. I feel like this is cool, man. I feel like I'm in a special place. There's something about sitting out there in the ocean with the energy of the waves passing you by, and then to try to sync with that energy and get and just get perfect with it, because that's what you have to do. The wave energy is moving towards the, towards the beach, and you have to paddle and catch up to it and then if you're going to ride it, you got to stand up and then you got to figure out which direction it's going and turn your board. And it's literally split second decision after split second decision for every single ride and is never one the same. And 
dolphins swim by and seals and and maybe you like crash into a local and they want to fight you oh uh, well that part you know. no you got to get away from the crowds bro you got to come visit me in rancho san satoshi in baja once we get it set up there's so much right, empty beach for hundreds of miles i promise you you have a it's floor i can awesome. crash on i'm there oh well, let's dude, go for sure decentralized homeless stm yeah listen you guys need to follow uh crypto zoro on twitter that's crypto with an i my good buddy Jimmy, he's got RanchoSanSatoshi.com. Go check it out. Uh, it's a place in Baja. We want to build a, a community. We got a bunch of Bitcoiners that are involved. We want to do self-sovereign off-grid community. Jimmy's already literally living there off-grid on 10 solar panels. He's got heat, air conditioning, electricity. He's got a giant freezer with stakes in it, and it runs all day on 10 solar panels that charge batteries for the nighttime. I was blown away when I was there in December and we're just going to build that out and have like a hundred families and a learning center and our own livestock and farming and everything. It's going to be freaking awesome. We got like another decade or two to build it out. It's probably the rest of mine in his life, but uh, we want everybody to come and visit us and it's going to be freaking awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, Jim, someone mentioned in the chat. So he explains surfing like he does multi-sig. I see. Yes, this is why he is surfer Jim. And and really like what you said, uh, seeking with energy. Like that's a Bitcoin meme, guys. You're sinking with energy sinking. Yes, in yes, your money. Yes. That's the thing with Bitcoin. You cannot buck the system. You have to align with Bitcoin. You can't cheat. It's great. It's like it's like proof of work. You don't get to cheat. You cannot ride a wave unless you stick with the wave, learn how it, what it's doing, and figure out the balance. Literally, if you're riding a wave, it's because you've done some amount of proof of work to get your body to do it. Because you could, anybody could swing a golf club. It takes like minutes. It doesn't mean you're going to hit the ball or, or hit it straight. But to catch a wave and stand up and ride, it takes so much more work. And, and it's just the nature of riding a wave. It just takes a lot of work. But once you do the work, it's it's awesome. It's amazing. And Bitcoin, that's what Bitcoin is, man. You, get the, you do the work to get Bitcoin, and it totally just changes your life, just like surfing. It just changes your life. You're like, whoa, now I see it. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so stoked. Let's go. Well, Jim. <laughs> More stoked than you regularly. Love it. Yes. Thank you for showing up today. Uh, Thank you for having me. This is great. No worries. No guys. worries. Uh, guys, if you don't know, this is Wynikus over here. This is the meme for today. Let's oh, see. man. How do I you got to stay in front of it. If you don't, there you go. Well, it's backwards, but. Yeah, it's backwards. That's you right, could read though. backwards. Yeah, Ride the waves wave. of inflation, Bitcoin. Nice. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, that's my co-host for today, Wynikus. This is our guest, Surfer Jim. Actually, for the audio listeners, Jim, uh, where can people find you? Oh, on Twitter, uh, Surfer Jim W. Um, you could uh, email me at Surfer Jim at the Bitcoin Advisor, or I think uh, the, the direct link, I have like a page on there. I think it's Bitcoin Advisor slash Surfer Jim and if you want to talk about collaborative custody multisig, there's a button you can push to uh, schedule a meeting on my calendar. I'm happy to talk to you. And I got to just say one last thing. Nico, congratulations. Sophie, I love you guys. I was privileged to be at your wedding. I'm so happy the baby's here. Take as much time as you need, brother. I can't wait till you come back. But I'm, you know, awesome. Love. I love when more Bitcoiners show up. It's great. Kid doesn't even know it, but she's going to be a freaking Bitcoiner. And I love it. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, thanks for showing up today. I'm glad we got to figure out the technical issues. Yeah, man. And uh, hope to have you soon. We'll, we'll have you back on soon. All right, Thank guys. You. you already know the deal. This is Simply Bitcoin. 
like, share, subscribe, share all Bitcoin content. It's about getting the message out there. Uh, on that note, Nico will be back tomorrow. Uh, he's just had to handle some things today. He'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back to our normal scheduled programming. But on that note, guys, have a good rest of your day. Get outside, touch some grass, eat some good food, hang out with your friends and family. Maybe call your mother. I don't know. Make sure your relationships are strong. This is the way. And of course, stack sats and spread the orange signal. On that note, it's your boy Opti, and we will be back tomorrow. All right. Peace out, guys. Episode was brought to you by BitcoinWell.com, a Bitcoin only platform on a mission to enable financial independence. <laughs>